Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Keith and Dennis, rounded out the crew of Just Plane Radio, the show devoted to the aviation lifestyle and learning to fly. I am uh, riding high right now, i got to tell you, because I'm fresh back from catching Florida spiny lobster during the two-day mini-sport season. And uh, Dennis is a diver, too. Keith doesn't even swim. But uh, yeah, he, he's, he's benefiting from the fact that I'm in such a good mood, aren't? Wouldn't you agree with me, Keith? Well, that is definitely a benefit. I haven't benefited from the lobsters. I have two in my freezer right now. But, and, and are you going to share? Oh hell no! Yeah, see, yeah, I let you use my credit card, and this is the thanks I get. Well, they're frozen, so they wouldn't de-thaw in time for you to uh, be able to enjoy them because I'd have to cook them up, and then I have a home now. I could do that. No, no, it's going to take way too much time. So, yeah, yeah. See, but next I, I time, see, I see where we're at. When I go down for regular season, when uh, Dennis flies his Mooney two hundred one down uh, here to pick me up, and we head down to South Florida, I get the spots mapped out. We're ready to go. Yeah, uh, you're you're with me on this, right, Dennis? Oh, uh, yeah, you bet. Mm-hmm. I, I cannot wait. I saw the pictures that you had posted online of yeah. your haul, and I was just envious. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll probably want to, you know, uh, wax philosophically about this a little bit later on during the show, but I will say there was an aviation connection to lobster season this uh, year that I saw, and it was one of two things. At first, I figured they were trying to find a lost diver. It was a helicopter flying relatively slow near the beach where all the lobster divers were, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, had floats on it. And it was kind of a cool-looking helicopter. And I think, oh, they were lo- they're were they looking for someone who was lost, lost their boat. It happens. I think we had a fairly good season. But then I thought, wait a minute. This could have been like a James Bond lobster hunter using their aviation skills to go scope the lobster. Because as Dennis knows, one of the hardest things about Florida spiny lobster is finding out where they're hanging. And you couldn't cover, you. there's no way you could cover more ground than you could with a helicopter uh, right above the water looking for little antenna. And then uh, as, as soon as you find you hover, and then you jump, send your divers out, jump, you uh, get your limit, and then hop back in the helicopter, find another spot. Another honey hole. What do you think? Could that Some- be... Sounds like a good plan to me. Yeah, see, you don't, you could, uh, well, you don't fly a helicopter, right, Keith? No, I don't. Oh. No. All right. Yeah, but you know helicopter pilots. I do. So now we have uh, a new mission. You like this idea, Dennis? That would save yeah. uh, a lot of time. It certainly would get us out to the dive sites and back a lot quicker. Yes. Don't I'm have to deal you. with all the traffic on the intercoastal waiting for the drawbridges and all that headache. Right. So uh, anyway... That's for the future. I'll tell you a little bit more about my latest adventure here in just a bit. But first, you know, whether it's helicopters, I guess this could uh, apply to a helicopter certification. But you've come across this article or vlog, video blog, that was sent to you from a Just Plain Radio listener. Right, Dennis? Yep. Uh, A listener of ours uh, out in uh, Wisconsin sent that to me just the other day. And... I was looking this over and it's like, okay, 
he has a lot of good points, but I think they missed, uh, you know, just as many as they got. Okay. So the uh, title of this vlog was how to learn to fly for under $5,000, five grand. And and considering that Greg is always, you know, scrimping the pennies and trying to borrow someone's credit card. I thought this might appeal to you. Well, you know, I, I, I it appeals really... to me in the fact that he's always using my credit card. Well, exactly. I, I don't know how much it's cost me to learn how to fly. Well, probably nothing because right. you use everybody else's money. Yes. that That's the ultimate way to do it for sure. But if you had to pay for it for yourself, God help you. You know, I've been hearing numbers of, you know, uh, generally from what, 10 to 20 grand mm-hmm. for, you know, soup to nuts type of certification. I mean, when I, when I started, that's pretty much what it was. And it's kind of still there. You think Keith? Yeah. But these guys say five grand or less. How is that possible? You think it is? It is going to be extremely difficult. Hmm. So Dennis was the one who actually watched this. And then, uh, are you calling him out saying, Hey, this is fake news or what Dennis? Well, I'm calling him out. Cause you know, it was, uh, you know, kind of incomplete reporting. Uh, they did a really, really good job of covering what it takes to get a pilot's license in the current environment. Mm-hmm. They, they're saying, you know, an average of 65 hours of flight time, which, you know, back me up on this, Keith, that's probably pretty close to what, uh, you know, the typical students are going for nowadays. National average is 73 hours right now. Okay. Right, so well, so they go. hit the mark there. Mm-hmm. Hunt, they're saying they're projecting $130 an hour to rent an airplane. That's probably in the ballpark. Okay. Um, that sounds and, right. Yeah. And then, you know, 55 hours of dual instruction with a CFI at around 65 bucks an hour. So when they added all that up, it was somewhere in the nor- neighborhood of 13 grand. If you were to just walk up to your flight school, slap your credit card down and go, that's, you know, probably a pretty solid number to work okay, with. Okay. So they get it down uh, under five grand by finding a sucker to pay for at least, you know, well over half of their education. But that's not even all of the requirements though. Because you still have to have a medical that costs money. Mm-hmm. You have- well, they figured in a fifteen hundred dollar fixed cost to cover um, all of that other stuff. Right. But uh, you know, as they went through the, the article, fifteen hundred dollars is not going to do it though. Because mm-hmm. you've you've got a written exam, you've got a medical, you've got the practical exam, you got a headset. You know, some people today, and this you know, you don't even have to include an iPad in there, but you know, you could if you want to be cool. Like a pilot, well, I almost it, consider it essential equipment nowadays. Yeah. Well, it's it's nobody's getting very flying difficult. with paper chart, right? It's getting difficult to find paper charts. It is. Yeah, we 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 have a we have a very difficult time finding paper charts right now. Yeah. Well, if you can't afford an iPad, might as well not bother. Right. Or just find that sucker who's willing to give you one of those too. Right. But so anyway, go ahead, Dennis. So what they did break down those. Okay, so here's what it would cost if you just slapped it down and showed up at the flight school. What can you do to cut corners? And mm-hmm. so some of the things were fly two to three times a week yeah. and fly regularly because now you probably won't be getting up to that 65, 70 hours. You, you'll probably come in closer to the, the 40 hours plus two hours for your check ride. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that can shave several thousand dollars in aircraft rental off there. Maybe finding a, a less expensive instructor. If there's a, an independent instructor instead of, uh, you know, uh, the local FBO at the, uh, you know, in a particular airport, there might be a smaller airport. With come on down structure. to Fred's flight exactly. instructors. We'll hey, come up to Minnesota yeah. instead of, uh, you know, Arizona, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's options. So shop around is what, what their point was. Okay. But even then they were still struggling to get the number below 10. Um, mm. So what was their solution to try to get, to get it for $5,000? They yeah. said, just go out and buy your own airplane and then sell it when you're done. 
you you're effectively flying the airplane at no cost to you except for fuel. And oh, I, I, I kind of okay. took I took a little bit of a stink eye to that because there's a lot of fixed costs to buying that airplane that you don't recover back. Uh, things like your insurance policy, uh, the sales tax that you have to pay on the purchase of the airplane, yeah. uh, hangar rental mm-hmm. uh, or tie down space. No, wait, All did they say a, quickly. A, a used aircraft or a new one? Well, they didn't. They definitely didn't say new with warranty. So he did mention that there may be some maintenance, but you know they basically kind of glossed all that over. Mm -hmm. And yeah, in theory, if if you had access to an airplane that you could buy and not have to worry about paying the sales tax, maybe you could do it. But it's just not practical. Yeah, it it seems a little far fetched. uh, About as likely as catching a a picture of Bigfoot. Would you agree, Keith? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So these guys are, uh, you know, living in la-la land, uh, sounds like to me. Uh, I mean, in theory, could you potentially find a, a plane and, and turn it around like that and offset a lot of costs? You can. Um, if, you, if you can find an older aircraft and buy it right, yeah. that's, that's the key, buying it right. Uh, and then have it not fail on you in the middle of your usage period. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And that's key. Um, but anybody who flies an airplane who does not put, uh, depending on the aircraft, X amount of dollars away for maintenance, mm-hmm. they're really fooling themselves. Yeah. Because well, what just, if you, just you an buy annual a, inspection on a on a one fifty two yeah. is is going to be probably twelve thirteen hundred dollars a year. Now, what if you just bought a, a brand new one that came with a warranty and all that stuff included? It just you're going to be way out of the stratosphere, being able to turn it around and recoup your money because it'll. Well, you could do be- that if you could pay cash for the airplane. That would that would work. Yeah, but you know, if if you're financing, I know a guy who has a, a credit card that has a pretty good limit on it. But that's not paying cash for the airplane. Oh, it's not. It doesn't no. count. No, oh, I'm man. actually I'm talking about actually paying for it and having no payments on it. Well, you wouldn't have any payments on it, but somebody well, it, would. It works for me. Yeah. But <laughs> even then, you know, you're still going to have uh I mean, if you if you consider the fact that a new 172 today goes for about $457,000, you're way out of the ballpark there. Mm. So you'd have to do it with a used aircraft that you'd have to buy right. Yeah. Find a 150, 152 that has, or a Piper Archer or something like that, that has a couple of hundred hours left on the engine. But wait, once you get certified and and you learn how to fly it, you're going to sell it and you don't have a plane. What's the point? We'll find out if there is one next on Just Plane Radio. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Flightstudentsradio.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. My current boyfriend, uh, when we first started dating, I gave him helicopter lessons, flying lessons for his birthday. He never showed an interest in flying, but I just gave them to him in case, like, the world has gone to sh- and we need to fly away. You can't in a day learn to fly a helicopter. Yeah, you can. And it's not even that much money. No, you cannot. I'm telling you, you cannot learn. Yes, you can. He's good at flying a helicopter after he a day. He never did it because he was scared. But, um, <laughs> but I'll get someone to do it. I just have to have someone that knows how to fly. I can fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Dennis and Keith rounding out the crew. All right, so you want to learn how to fly? Uh, well, you're listening to the show, so you either are already a pilot you're, or you are an inspiring aviator yourself. Now, uh, how much will it cost you? We've said it many times before, anywhere from, you know, 10, 15 grand to 20, depending on the amount of time it takes. If you're like me, it, it will practically cost nothing because you'll have Keith pay for everything. And, uh, you know, but not everybody has the luxury of being able to scam and sponge off of uh, Keith's credit limits. So we're going to assume you don't have that uh, access. And uh, you've, you've seen this video that came up in your uh, you know, email or you just come across it and says, you can get certified in five grand or less. The catch is you got to sell your plane after you get certified to fly it, which kind of defeats the purpose, doesn't it? I mean, wh- why would you buy a plane, learn how to fly it, and then flip it? Well, it depends on what you're what your motive is, if if that's your only motive is to learn how to fly and learn how to fly cheaply, and then maybe you want to buy a slightly better aircraft. Well, now that, that, you're, that but you're back uh, into square one. Now you've taken whatever you know discounts you've applied to learning to fly into buying a new aircraft. I think I well, don't I don't see the uh, the advantage to that. Well, it, it could be, and the other thing we have to look at too is uh, the tax advantages of of purchasing an aircraft. Yeah, and they didn't talk about that. Um, depending on where you're at financially, uh, you can get some pretty good tax benefits for owning an aircraft. Even if I have you buy it for me, well, you don't get any. Oh. I do. <laughs> so, I mean, that's part of the reason why I allow you to use my credit card because right. I get the tax benefits of it. But mm-hmm. um, 
But no, they, they can, if they buy the airplane, and depending on the price of the airplane, uh, right now you can get 100% depreciation on some aircraft. Yeah. So if you're in that tax bracket that you need something like that, then yeah. So you there's, work there's the some numbers. ways, you got to work the numbers, but there's ways yeah. that you can get the cost way down. Uh, so they're definitely on the right track. Got it. Okay. But, but and there's I guess- some things that they they have to add in there as well. But and then like the tax scenario and selling the aircraft afterwards. And you could do some very simple things to an airplane. For instance, take the carpeting out and change the carpeting and things. It changes the look of the aircraft, mm-hmm. and you can end up getting a little bit more money for it. So okay. if you buy it right, you can sell it for more than you paid for it hmm. and get some use out of it. So, All right. Hey, this plane was once flown by Greg, your co-pilot, at Just Plane Radio. I think that'll affect the value of the plane in a negative way, wouldn't it, Greg? Um. Maybe, maybe just a little, but I don't know. I have value somewhere, don't I? Well, I think it's more the uh, flying skills and the quality of your landings that might negatively impact the airframe. Okay. Well, another option would be, I guess, if you sold your craft and then uh, maybe joined a flying club and jointly owned a few different planes, I guess you could take that route. And that's kind of what you did, right, Dennis? Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I went from being a renter pilot to a flying club where you know you were part owner, you got the discounted rate because you, you didn't have the cost overhead of uh, having to run an FBO. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we did a lot of our own maintenance and wear and tear cleaning and things like that was all handled, you know, internally in the club, which kept the cost down. Yeah. And that was a great way for Austin to get his pilot's license. So uh, and for me to get my instrument rating, all of that was, you know, a lot more cost effective in a club structure without having to actually outlay the entire cost of the airplane. Right. So, okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense. And I guess the more I think about it, you know, Jim and Smokey are friends of Just Plane Radio. Uh, they they did their kit plane that they built last year and they're flying and Jim's a pilot and established and everything. And Smokey's been getting her cert, but uh, they just bought a trainer so she could get caught up and get to, you know, learn in the trainer before she takes over their aircraft, right? Right. And then they'll turn around and flip that or just give it to me. They'll turn around and flip it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, yeah. But and, keep and they, your eyes open. There might be a really good deal on a nice Piper trainer in your neighborhood. They, is they, that what she got? Is that what they got? A Piper trainer? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, they got a Piper Cherokee. Okay. All right. Well, maybe. I, I say if they, they just give it to me out of the kindness of their hearts. But they I mean, they bought it right, which that's what you really need to do. How? How so? They paid a little bit under market value for the airplane. Well, does it mean, I mean, did they just know what to look for? Yeah. Did you help them? I did not. Oh, so they found it, Jim found it Jim on found his own. Jim found it on his own, yeah. And, and, and what is, what's the key when you're looking for something like that? Is it more like you got to find someone who's really looking to dump it? Yes. Uh, and how do you know that it's like, well, you just have to do the maintenance check and your due diligence and stuff like that. or Right, uh, and you need to find somebody. You know, the ideal times to buy are in a divorce scenario or uh, somebody who's just passed away, so from an estate sale. Yeah. Um, and there's all kinds of different things. It, there may be some opportunities here shortly uh, with this whole COVID-19 thing, right. a lot of people out of jobs and stuff, they may not be able to afford their airplanes anymore. Hmm. And they hmm. may have to just sell them for a loss, you know. Just to just dump to- them and uh, their loss could be your 
Could you're be your gain. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, is, you know, maybe this is a good time to consider such a thing, but I don't know. That'd scare the bejesus out of me. But aircraft sales have been doing very well lately. So. Yeah. It has. Well, you can still be socially distanced and fly all over the place. Right. I mean, we saw that for lobster season last week with the boaters, too. They, uh, you know, mini season, the, the sport mini lobster season in uh, Florida, just a two-day sport season where recreational divers get to go down underwater and snag as many lobsters as they get or can get up to a limit of 12 per day for most of Florida. And... um but but it's right before the commercial lobstermen are allowed to set their traps, so you have, usually have a better shot at getting more lobster. But, uh, you know, there was a question of, will there be as many divers as there was the year before because of all this COVID shutdown stuff? And I don't know. I haven't heard the official numbers, uh, and it's very hard to uh, anecdotally, you know, look at what you— uh, you know, and figure out if that applies to everywhere. But I will tell you where we were in Fort Lauderdale. It was cranking. There were a ton of boats out there. And like I said, we saw the helicopter out there looking for lost diver or potentially lobster antenna. Because he was flying really low to the water, too. But just like you said, with airplane uh, uh, sales being up, boating has really been uh, going through the roof as well. Because it's uh, that activity that you can still be socially distanced, go out with the family, friends, small groups, and get out there and do stuff and not worry so much about, uh, you know, interacting with a large group of people and putting yourself or others in jeopardy. So, right. hey, win for the industry, but also potentially an, an opportunity. Win for the families, too, because families are spending more time together. That's so right. It's a, it's a win all the way around, I say. More coming up. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I've been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm going to fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're going to fly high without fear, you're going to have to learn to love the atmosphere. And you got to learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Keith and Dennis rounding out of the cruise. We navigate the latest aviation news and information and get ready to celebrate National Aviation Day. Uh, did you even know we had a day to celebrate? Uh, do you do anything special for Aviation Day there, uh, Keith? What do you think? Uh, we have not this year. No, August 19th, Wednesday. I guess it's uh, uh, Orville Redenbacher's birthday. No, wait, that's not right. Orville, <laughs> what's his name? Orville Wright. Yes, that's what I said. And so, I think uh, they mean the same to Greg. It's his birthday, so uh, it's National Aviation Day, and so you're – you know, I mean, you can fly a flag or do something to promote aviation or just say, go fly an airplane. Right. That's what you should do. But, uh, as a pilot, you can claim it as your day. I think that counts, right? And say, Hey, I'm taking off work today. No, not because I have the virus. It's natural aviation day and I'm a pilot and I'm not going to work. I'm going to go fly. So use it to your advantage, August 19th and, uh, celebrate accordingly. Now, uh, you know, that was obviously a big deal when uh, Orville and his brother took that first flight, and a lot of things have changed. And this is a new piece of technology that I didn't, I just didn't think about. But I think, wow, this could really be something. 
Dennis came across this uh, press release about a portable autopilot. Yeah. And, and, and that's not something that you would normally think would be portable. Autopilots are always built into the airplane, right? They're hooked up to the controls. It's not something you can just take with you at the end of the flight, like your headset or your iPad. Right. But maybe now you will a, be able to. And, and think about what that does for you as a renter pilot. Uh, now, all of a sudden, you can go to the FBO. You can rent that inexpensive airplane, but still go on a four-hour long cross-country and not have to hand-fly the plane the whole way. Yeah. I will say, uh, I read the press release. They, they figure it's still going to be a few months before they get this thing out there. But uh, it looks very promising, a very interesting idea. But the name, I think they're going to have a marketing issue. Uh, Porta Pilot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I read it. I said it out loud, and I couldn't help but laugh just like you did, Keith. It's, there's going to be some issues there. You think? You with me I, I, on that? I think so. They picked a crappy name. That's all I got to say. More coming up. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Now go, fly, be free. Time for me to fly. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Keith and Dennis. All right, so would you fly with a Porta pilot uh, Would you call it that? <laughs> you like, I don't know. They got to do something uh, about that. But they got plenty of time before it comes to market. But uh, if you say, hey, what, what are you flying? Your, your autopilot is a Porta pilot What does that mean exactly? Does that combine with the little John? It might. <laughs> it might. It might have that Lady J adapter or something. Oh, I don't know. boy. But, it, you know, it is a good idea, though. And it, it looks like it just, what, mounts to the yoke or something, Dennis, from yeah. what you can see from the pictures? What do you think? Yeah, from what the all of the press release photos, it's it's basically it's just quick connects to hook yeah. onto the yoke and to the to the panel, and then the actual mechanism itself is is actually just quick removable. So if you need to disconnect the autopilot, you you can physically just pull the controller right out of there. Right. So nothing gets permanently attached. It's just some thumb screws to hold it, and you know it, it's really quite ingenious. It is a good idea. You know, if you're flying solo. You would just attach it to the uh, passenger seat, right? The co-pilot seat? Yeah, I'd put it on the co-pilot yoke and just leave it there. And, and then you not- press a but- button and auto blows up too. That should be an extra option, which I think every every aviator would want. I mean, you know, because you, you don't want to just look over there and see nothing. Then you'll actually feel that uh, you have a co-pilot. <laughs> Port-a-pilot. Uh, auto. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Maybe they well, can combine it with one of those little flailing arm things too. You know, okay. you see the car dealers, and you right, can then right. you can see like he's actually doing something over mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, things we do to amuse ourselves. Yes. 
But uh, but hey, it could happen. It could you know, and I think it, that's one of those ideas that uh, makes a lot of sense. So we will see. All right, so we have some other uh, aviation news and information to navigate through. One being a uh, cyber attack that uh, affected Garmin uh, pretty heavily, I guess, for at least a I don't know what a day or so. Would you say, Keith? Uh, it was better part that. of a week. Yeah. Well, I mean, but but they figured out the issue relatively quickly. The, the major problems were resolved within within the day, and then they had some lingering issues, right? No, they had they had some pretty nasty issues. They did. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, it, it affected their phone system and anything, everything. They couldn't even take phone calls. Well, but as far as operating your your Garmin equipment, you could they were able to, you know, navigate through that for the first after the, the aircraft emerging. stuff. Yes. Yeah. They, they were able to get that working fairly quickly. But mm-hmm. uh, if you had a like for Question instance, or, one of our one of our instructors is a runner, and so she's got a Garmin. Uh, mapping thing that she runs with. Yeah. That didn't work for about a week. And, and she just started running around in circles for yes. a week and, mm-hmm. you know, it finally found and her. And always <laughs> ended up back in her pool. She couldn't figure that <laughs> out. <laughs> but yeah, so those kinds of things, it, it really affected for a long time. So what yeah, they took think- out a lot of their back end systems too, things like being able to file a flight plan from uh, from the Garmin Pilot app and and various, you know, functions like that were, were taken down. Even the ability to download uh, database updates for your uh, G1000 or your mm-hmm. Garmin, mm-hmm. you know, panel. That, that could be a problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely yeah. an issue. Right. But, but you know, they're not telling us everything about it, as you wouldn't expect them to maybe in this situation. But the rumor is that uh, they were affected by some kind of ransomware. That is correct. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's, it's one of the downsides of all this cool technology we have. We have a tendency to rely on it quite a bit because it makes our flying much easier and, uh, you know, and, and, and potentially safer. But when something like that happens, you're like, uh oh, now what do I do? I got to open a book. Oh, God, help us. Well, and unfortunately for companies, the scale of Garmin become a very large target for these cyber criminals, too, right. because they, they, with, you know, very easy targeting. They can, you know, direct attacks towards those companies and they have a better chance of getting a payday because of the critical nature of the environments that they're going after. Right. But we have no record of anything like they paid anybody anything or anything. They, they there's rumors, but there's I don't rumors, think they'll ever right. admit it. Yeah, they would never admit to such craziness. But, uh, I mean, in that situation, I mean, obviously your running friend, uh, hopefully she realized you know, it's like, hey, wait a minute! I just ran by this house and realized that something was wrong. Well, it was. I mean, it wouldn't even it wouldn't even power up the app. Oh, okay. So. She was just down for the count, but right. nobody had any issues in any airplanes that you're no. aware of. Yeah, no. So it just some stuff they couldn't get updated, and right. but it was it was completely throughout the whole company to the point where they couldn't even answer phones. Yeah, the phone calls wouldn't even go through. So we actually well, had, and even if they we, could, they had no access to the systems to be able to take the customer service, com, you know, and be able to look something up because you know all the systems were taken offline to prevent any further uh, disruptions. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've we've had a problem with one of our Garmin ish products, not due to this, right? But our avionics guys couldn't get through to Garmin to try and figure out what was going on. Yeah. So you just so, had to like sideline it for a few days. It, we we're still working on it. Oh, you're still they, working. They finally mm-hmm. got a hold of Garmin last night. Yeah. Wow. So and so that's been over a week for it's you. Been over a week. 
So they're backlogged, I guess. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, that's understandable and under a situation like that. But hopefully they'll, you know, uh, fortify their defenses online or whatever it was and make sure that doesn't happen again. But uh, time will tell. But, you know, it's one of those things you always have to have your redundancy uh, redundancy in check. Make sure that, you know, you, you don't get caught, right? Right. And it's just a matter of not, not uh, relying on that stuff so much that you forget how to fly. That's the obvious part, but I don't know. In that situation, if you l- lost your Garmin, you ideally would go to your iPad and what, ForeFlight or something like that or what? Well, yeah. exactly. It or, didn't affect the Garmin in the airplane. I mean, that all still works. Your database right. was downloaded and everything still worked. The issue was if you wanted to use your Garmin Pilot app and you needed to file a flight plan or anything that had the online functionality, mm-hmm. that's where, where things got disconnected. Right, but you usually have a you know, a backup app or something that you could go to, whether it was ForeFlight or some other, you know, uh, service that would do the same thing, right? Yeah. And yeah. you always have manual you can go to. That's why Manual? We, that's why we always <laughs> teach the manual as well. Direct to or just, you know, here's a compass and a heading. There you go. Wow. Look out the window. Uh, that's, that's serious old school stuff there. But uh, it goes back but to why reliable. you got to You got to learn it. <laughs> Just in case yep. all that stuff goes out, you have uh you have the skills to to get back to where to well get to where you need to go or uh, back down to the ground safely. So uh, you can look at this as a you know a you know a potential learning moment, right? Oh yeah, for Just, sure. Uh, and d- did you use? And I'm that sure was, Garmin is going to. Uh, I don't think they're going to want to talk about it much at all. Well, internally <laughs> they're going to talk about it. <laughs> Well, and I think other industry players will look at this too and go, okay, what happened there? And what can we do to mitigate that type of uh, effect here? Mm-hmm. You know, should we make our app dependent on the cloud to even be able to work? Because, you know, like you were t- saying, her running app wouldn't even open up because it couldn't connect. Well, yeah. maybe maybe we make it work offline and only connect to the cloud as needed, things like that. So there may be some, this may be a, a, a good wake up, a re-architecture discussion that companies need to reevaluate. Well, right. but and Especially uh, the federal government, because what if they hack into the FAA, mm, into air traffic controllers? That could be cause some serious issues. Yeah, that'd be hard to have a, a backup be, plan for, wouldn't right. it? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm looking at it from the end user situation, like a pilot uh, that's flying their aircraft, and all of a sudden they realize their Garmin stuff is wigging out on them. I mean, what's your plan B? You but always t- have a plan B. That, their stuff is not going to be able to affect that, though. Well, it's it's separate. It's on the airplane. It's not running through anything. It's not working through the cloud. Everything is internal in the aircraft. Well, true, but but if you are not able to upgrade your uh, you know your flight um, stuff, yeah, if you can't up, update your your database, you know, something might be out of date. Then you, you just have, don't fly, or, or you just don't fly IFR that day because right. you know you can still fly and file VFR, and but you can't fly IFR if your databases are out of date unless you're able to verify that the approaches you're going to use are still accurate and you could in theory do that by going online and looking at the approach plate and verifying that the version that you have in your panel still is correct with all the fixes and there's been no changes it may still be possible there's workarounds well you right. could also so go you could use like four flight right go, yeah. go to your ipad that's what it's for right, right? that's yep. your redundancy is your ipad and four flight right and uh and, and that kind of thing so you can just kind of cross check it that way and make sure like 
Hey, uh, there's supposed to be a runway here, according to my Garmin, but I don't see one now. But that's why you need to keep your stuff up to date, like on your iPad, if you're going to use that. That is true. All right, more coming up on Just Plain Radio. Stay close. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the aviation world? Well, look no further than Just Plain Radio. Just like you, thousands of aviation enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to JustPlainRadio.com. Send us an email and let us get to work to make your marketing message matter. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot, and flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. Takeoff with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I was the youngest pilot in Pan Am history. When I was four, the pilot let me ride in the cockpit and fly the plane with him. And I was four, and I was great. And I would have landed it, but my dad wanted us to go back to our seats. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me along with Captain Keith and Dennis rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest aviation news and information. All right. So the FAA has uh, put out a notice or or something on the uh, 737s. Not the, the MAX that we've been talking about that uh, hopefully is going to be back up in the air soon enough. Uh, it's it's gotten, you know, slowly but surely getting over its hurdles. But the ones that are out there now... Uh, have they been grounded or they've just put out a notice on them or what, Dennis? What's going on? It's an emergency airworthiness directive. They've uh, had an issue with four separate aircraft where that have been in storage more than a week where the uh, valve has failed to close and has caused the uh, the compressor to stall, basically causing the engine to shut down in flight. Mm. Their concern is 
that these valves, when the airplanes are sitting idle like that, those valves could be corroding and sticking and could cause a condition where as the airplane climbs and levels off, that the engine would then stall out. You could have both engines fail and not be able to restart in flight, which would obviously be a very bad situation. Yes, that would not be good. You never want that to happen, especially on those uh, 737s. Now, this situation uh, is is probably exacerbated a little bit because they've cut so many flights because of COVID, right? Right. Well, we have so many airplanes parked right now that that's not normally the case. These airplanes are usually flying three, four, five cycles a day, you know, a day easily. Mm -hmm. And now they, you know, sitting idle for weeks and months at a time. So yeah, we're, they, they were designed to fly, not sit. Right. Yeah. If you don't, uh, if you don't use it, uh, you lose it kind of thing. I mean, it's, it's one of the things they got to keep running these, uh, machines. It's, it's way worse for them to sit around and, and, uh, get rusty or whatever happens. You know, like this valve gets stuck and uh, th- that's going to be an interesting thing. So what are they doing? Just making sure and checking the valve and then they're free to go kind of thing? Yeah, it, it, yeah it's just an operational inspection on the valve to make sure that it operates correctly, normally opens and closes and it didn't get any corrosion while it's sitting there. Yeah. Hmm. Well, see, another effect of COVID-19 that probably we didn't anticipate, I guess. Wouldn't you agree, Keith? Uh, for sure. Yeah. Although anytime an airplane sits, you got issues. They don't hmm. like to sit. Yeah. Yeah, you think that'd be good. Like, hey, less engine wear, less usage, you know, let them sit there, let the the virus die on the TV trays. We have an airplane in Orlando right now that the owner only flies it maybe three, four hours a year. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we've been telling him, you got to fly it, you got to fly it. We'll fly it for you if you want to. You just got to fly it. He's now spending about 90 grand on that thing because everything's got to be replaced. Really? The, the whole engine has got corrosion. You see, there so you can't think. Even, can't even rebuild the engine because it's got so much corrosion in it. See, and that's what seems a little ass backwards to me because you'd think, you know, low hours, you could turn around and sell that thing for a premium price, but it's just not the case it's when it comes case. to aircraft. No, no. Think about the engine. You know, you, got, you let it sit like that, and that engine oil that was coating all the moving parts inside starts to fall off of those after just a couple of days that metal is now exposed doesn't have that protective oil on it and hey you've got the moist salty air down there don't you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so they do recommend that you try to you know you fly your airplane at least once a week if not more just to make sure that you've got plenty of oil getting on the loop the moving parts and that uh any any water or moisture that's in the oil gets burned off. So that's why you don't just go and start the engine up and run, you know, taxi it around and come back. You want to get out, fly it, get it hot, get it, you know, fly it hard. Right. Make sure that you boil off any of that moisture from the oil system. And yeah, and I know Captain Dennis uses that excuse quite often with his uh, spouse. Honey, I got to go fly the plane. It needs me. I have to go. It's not, it's not about me. I have to if we're going to protect our investment. You understand, right? Save us money, honey. Right. <laughs> yeah. How does that okay, work? I hope she's not listening to this episode. Yeah, no, she she wouldn't bother. All right, so uh, that's one thing that is affecting uh, commercial airliners. Uh, obviously, just the lack of travel and, and people staying away from flying internationally, especially, is uh, you know being he- affected heavily by COVID nineteen. Right. Uh, Emirates Air has come up with a unique solution that I'm guessing isn't going to last very long, even though they say they're going to do it through, what, the end of October? And that is to reimburse anybody for COVID-19 expenses if if they fly Emirates Air and, and 
get infected or something? Is that what it is, Dennis? Well, it's going to cover their medical expenses and quarantine costs when they travel aboard Emirates to and from the UAE and around the world. Yeah. A lot of money, though. I mean, the limits are like uh, over a hundred grand or something crazy, isn't it? But they're also taking the risk that the majority of their passengers won't have a problem with it. So for those that are concerned that, hey, you know, I'm going to be flying through Dubai and I get infected and then uh, I, you know, suddenly I'm stuck in a hospital in a in, in the Mideast, what am I going to do? My health insurance is going to cover me, so I wouldn't want to go use Emirates. Yeah. Uh, so this gives them that reassurance that they won't be stranded and, you know, now bankrupt. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I think Emirates actually, don't they, aren't they one of the airlines that have their own hotels in some of the airports there, Keith? Overseas? I believe they do, yes. And, and so they have those like, uh, you know, uh, layover airport type things. Yeah, so they they can... They'll, they they can afford to put them up, but right? They'll they'll say you can't do this for, for how long? Can you afford to do that? And how many people are going to try and take advantage of it? Well, exactly. I mean, they're saying through the end of October right now. But there's very yeah. little way to actually prove that you got it. How do you prove? Well, I you got to get a test. Yeah, so but you how do get you, it first, then go fly Emirates and get free healthcare. Yeah. Okay. How, how do you how do you prove that you got it on their airplane? Well, I don't know if you, I'm not sure if you got to prove it that you got it on the airplane, uh, but while you're traveling with them and then you go through and it shows that, you know, they do a test or something and somehow they take your temperature and then flag you. Maybe, I guess. I'm not sure what the rules are. You better know what they are before you try to take it. It probably works better over there than it does here in the U.S. How so? Well, in the U.S., everybody's looking for a handout. So your point is? My point is that everybody be going, hey, I got COVID on your airplane. Here's a mask. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's about all you're going to get from the domestic carriers. And on that disturbing note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there's no better high than than learning learning to fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. They're just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to fly and the aviation lifestyle. Listen up, everybody. Hi, some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com.